0: So on, on Sunday, as we celebrate the feast of the Holy Family, we will get this gospel once again. And as long as it was this morning, there's even more for us on Sunday. So a good preview of what the Holy Spirit maybe is bringing to us as we reflect on this beautiful scene. This man, Simeon, who have been awaiting the consolation, He was oriented towards the coming of the Lord with a confident expectation So he was a man of true hope. And so if you battle with that virtue of hope, if you have difficulty persevering through the difficulties of life, the minor inconveniences, the pinpricks each day, if you lose sight of the goal, which is heaven, Maybe you can ask Simeon to intercede for you, to help you along that journey. What a beautiful testament. My eyes have seen the salvation. Lord, now let your servant go in peace. There was nothing else that he could want in this world. He wanted for nothing else. He was ready to go to heaven because he had gazed upon the face of God. Have we gotten to that point yet? As the time we spent in preparation for the nativity, as we continue this fifth day of the octave of this Christmas day, as we spend time gazing upon the nativity scene, the manger, the Christ child, Are we fully convinced that we have seen everything and anything that we would ever need as we gaze upon the face of Jesus? We could ask for that grace to be so fully convinced of the sufficiency of the face of God made present to us in Jesus that we need nothing else. For the Third time this week, Mother Church allows us to honor the memory of martyrs who themselves had in some way lived this out, had become so convinced of the sufficiency of Jesus, of the love of God, that they needed nothing else and they did not want to risk losing that for anything in this world. And so in our first reading, as we continue to read from St. John's letter, he continues to contrast the darkness and the light. And today, where he clearly gives us this juxtaposition between love and law, you know, there's some misunderstanding, misconception floats around in our world and even in our church that love is opposed to law. And that to be pastoral means that we can be kind of fluffy with the law. The early church, the the historical teachings of the church never made that distinction. You can't be pastoral, you can't be loving if you're disobeying what God has said. And so to love our brother, as St. John is talking about in that first reading, means to call each one to the light. This false notion of love in our world, which is just okay with how things are, just accept everything, no challenge, no death to self, but the celebration of the self. This is an opposition to what God is inviting each one of us to. As a, the opening prayer, the collect, reminds us of St. Thomas Becket who was willing to forsake his life in this world, to let go of everything in this world in order to gain life in heaven. St. Thomas Becket was the Archbishop of Canterbury, the Lord Chancellor to King Henry II. So there's something about kings named Henry and chancellors named Thomas that don't get along. Because 400 years later, in the 1500s, it was Henry VIII and Thomas More who battled. And both of those Thomases seemed to have lost in this world, but they gained the eternal crown. Thomas Becket refused to allow King Henry II to usurp the authority of the church and the church's proper role in the lives of the people. And so that's our inspiration, to keep Christ first in our life and not to go along with rules or declarations or laws that are passed that seem to settle for the earthly convenience rather than the challenge of heavenly glory. Simeon, this prophet, saw the face of God and was ready to die. In just a few moments, we'll see that same face present in the Blessed Sacrament. Will he be enough for you today?